Welcome to Bring on the Mess, a show where we have real conversations about how to embrace life's messiness and how we find ways to show up and uncover our true selves. I'm Beth Ann Langrill, the CEO at For All Seasons. And I'm Lisa Lee, the Chief Clinical Officer here at For All Seasons. And I want to begin today by saying we hope that everyone had a wonderful holiday season. You know, we're coming out of Christmas and Hanukkah, and we're thinking about what comes now. 2022 is just around the corner, and Lisa, I know you and I had great holidays with our families, and just hope that everyone was able to be kind to themselves during this holiday season, as we talked about in our podcast last month. Yeah, but you know what's coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is a really big topic to figure out what 2022 will bring and all these New Year's resolutions and the pressure of what we want to do or what we want to be in this new year. And thinking about the changes that we want to make, we do a little bit of research as we prepare for these podcasts. And I want to read a statistic to everyone because I think it really will help to sort of put some light on what New Year's resolutions can bring. Did you know that according to Forbes, of those who make a New Year's resolution, less than 25% of us stick with them after just 30 days and only 8% actually follow through on their resolutions for the year. 8% Lisa, that's like no one. And then there's all those things that come with, I made this resolution and now I didn't do what I said I was gonna do. Right, and that's what I call the shame storm that yeah. comes in when you think you've set off in this really great path and we all say, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to exercise or I'm going to stop eating as many calories. It seems to be all of the change revolves around making ourselves our best selves. But there seems to be also within those resolutions for some of us, assured failure. Yeah. It's like we make too many lofty goals or multiple goals, and then we just find it really challenging to keep up with that change. You know, today, for those of you listening, we really want to offer you some ideas about that change from personal stories, from stories of friends or family. <laughs> but we want to offer you some ideas about how to make those changes because that sense of failure for folks is really, like you said, shame-inducing and could set us in a negative spiral. Oh, for sure. I think about a friend of mine who I remember at the start of 2021, so last year, we had started working out together and been sort of on a really great path of let's really bring health and wellness into our lives. And it was small incremental goals that we used, but New Year's came around and a friend of mine said, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. My goal by 2022 is to be 100 pounds lighter. And here we are just around the corner from 2022. And he and I were having a conversation the other day. And he said, I have only lost eight pounds. And so we had this really big conversation about what is the purpose of a New Year's resolution and how can you be most successful as we turn the corner to 2022 and think back on what didn't work about last year's resolutions. I appreciate that. What's the purpose of a New Year's resolution? And one of the things that I do with my boys is I talk about with them what is being healthy. So it's getting enough sleep, getting some exercise, eating healthy. And so it's a combination of things. Oh, as well as how we talk to ourselves. So we, I, I do want to throw that in there because how we talk to ourselves is also really important. Mm -hmm. 
So I believe that it's a little bit more challenging for adults who've been stuck in a pattern of being for so long and that we can help you with that. But when we're focusing maybe on working with our young people, coming up with a mindset that will set them up for success in life later on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you talk about the young people, it makes me think about the fact that if we can do that for ourselves and we can set the model for our young people. So as you're having those conversations with people in your lives, if we ourselves have said, okay, what is realistic for me? What expectations and boundaries can I set for myself that will allow me to be successful so that I can also be a good model for the others in my lives who I'm having the conversation with? Right. So going back to the friend of yours who said, I want to lose 100 pounds and only lost eight, maybe that's too lofty of a goal. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Right? (laughs) And so maybe it's, I want to get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. I want to incorporate more exercise. I want to eat a more balanced diet. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to myself differently. And so for folks out there listening, it's maybe about breaking down the lofty goal to something smaller and more attainable and achievable. Sure. As you're talking about breaking down those lofty goals, you know, there are times where we talk about others and how we have worked with them. So I'll just use myself as an example. I started back to the gym in August and I had really big goals that were chunked in three month time periods. And I found that with those three month time periods, there was even too much. And so I've now found that what works best for me is 30-day goals. Giving myself 30 days, here's the goal. So first it was, I'm going to get back to the gym three days a week. Now it's five days a week. But now I'm doing in the gym three days a week and two days of cardio. And and really being able to say, okay, now that I've got that first 30-day goal set, here's what works best. And that's the conversation that I think some of us forget to have because we think about things in by the end of the year I want to or by the end of the summer I want to. And sometimes it needs to be scaled back just a little bit. What I love about what you said was that approach worked for you. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to be thinking about because we see all these grand experiments out there with whether it's weight loss because we see that on reality TV or we hear stories of other people having these great weight loss stories or maybe even starting new jobs. It doesn't even have to be weight loss. It could be something different in our lives. I want to earn this amount of money or whatever it might be but it has to work for you. And that's really the most important thing because what works for Bethann and works for me might not work for you out there listening. And so we have to be flexible in how we set up these goals too, or maybe the word is more realistic in how we set up these goals. Yeah, you know, I think of (laughs) the conversations that we have. I could care less about eating chocolate and having a lot of sugar. And when I tell you sometimes, well, I'm not doing sugar this week, you think Think that that's the most ridiculous plan in the world because oh, yeah. for you that doesn't work at all. So it is that ability to be able to support and appreciate what works for each other. So I will tell you a story about the sugar. Bethann was on this, I'm not going to eat sugar kick. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. 
I'm going to try not eating sugar. And I think I made it 36 hours. I was going to say 24. I, I, it was not very long because for me, that's just part of my routine, I guess. And it's not something that I feel like I have to give up. Right. It yeah. was something I was like, well, Bethian's doing it. Maybe I'll try it. Right. But I, I really appreciate how you said it because it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And there are other things that do work for me. And, you know, for those of you out there listening, you know, we talk about making these goals small and achievable. And one of the things that's important for me is I do exercise every day because that's part of my mental health and that helps set the day up for me really well. What I've had to learn to do is listen to my body. So I cannot work out seven days a week and do it at a rate that was just overdoing. And so for me, my goal is not to exercise, but to start to listen to my body and what my body needs. Am I hungry right now? Do I need a light day of workout? Do I need to take a day off of work? Do I need to be more present for my children? So again, I know that New Year's resolutions focus so much on goals and so much on maybe weight loss. But for me, it's more about leaning into the moment and listening to what's happening. Is my body telling me that I need to settle my system? So maybe it's a yoga class or maybe it's instead of my cup of tea at eight o'clock at night, maybe I need my cup of tea at seven o'clock at night because that's what my body's saying. Maybe I need to step back and look at what's happening in my household and my children need me to be be more present. And you know, there's such a focus, I think, sometimes on the cutting out of things. Sometimes the resolutions also need to be about what you need to add in. And so there's something to be said about I need to add in one night where we're going to go out to dinner or one night where we're going to all cook at home as a family. And so sometimes I think we also get caught up in the whole trap of eliminating versus the adding in. Oh, I love, 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 love that. And one of the things that you can have with that is an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. So Beth Ann and I often have this phrase pot versus kettle. And (laughs) we hold ourselves accountable to Mm -hmm. these changes. And let me say, part of this is focused because we are talking about New Year's resolutions, but this could be any time in your life. And so while we're talking about this because this time of year, please know that this can be incorporated into your life anytime. You can have an accountability partner in June. You can have an accountability partner in December or January. It's okay to have that or have those changes anytime in your life. And hopefully the new year brings the possibility of reflection too. And being able to, as you're thinking through the adding in or the reduction of or shifting, there's some time that you all are setting aside for one another to be able to reflect and really give it some thought. Because I think that's the other thing that happens with resolutions. People say, what are you giving up? Or what's your resolution for the year? And I'm not sure that we've all given it a whole lot of thought, but I can tell you that I've got some friends in my lives who have just gone through Hanukkah. And, you know, Hanukkah is about New Year's. That is the the Jewish New Year. And there's a huge amount of reflection that goes into, how did I do this past year? Did I do well? What can I change to do better? And celebrating your successes while you're setting forth resolutions, I think is a really important piece of what I've come to understand in talking with some of my friends during this month. 
because we could get caught up in all the negative. Right. So I love the idea of celebrating successes and learning from the things that didn't go so well. Mm -hmm. And Bethann, I work with this gentleman who is super, super amazing. And, you know, one of the things that he told me is his particular journey, and it's not a New Year's resolution, but his journey is to get to lose weight to be healthier. And so he's starting to shift to this idea of wanting to be healthier and losing weight is part of that for him. But what he told me was so significant and I love that is he's got this part of him that sometimes can be a little bit unkind, doesn't have as much compassion (laughs) as we would like our parts to have sometimes. And so what he did in our session together, and I thought it was so brilliant, he said, you know what, Lisa? Last year at this time, I wasn't cleaning my house. I was feeling depressed. I wasn't volunteering. This year, this time, my house is clean. My mood is better. I'm getting out and volunteering. And he's lost a lot of weight still. And he still has more work to do because that's important for him to stay healthy. But he's really learning to look at the positive things that he's made. So that reflection that you Mm -hmm, talked about, mm -hmm. as well as working with, and I call them parts of ourselves, that part of him that sometimes says some things that can be a little bit unkind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure, because it's so easy to think about what we haven't done well. And I think I fall in the circle. We don't do enough reflecting and spend enough time thinking about the things that we do well or the things that we are good at as we're setting forth and thinking about what that new year can bring. And I think that goes also so true for our children. You know, our kids need to have that celebration or our family members. And so, you know, maybe throughout the Christmas or Hanukkah season, there wasn't that amount of celebrating going on at your family gatherings. Maybe it's as small as this year, I am going to send a message to someone one time a month telling them what a great job they've done. You know, these these can also be ways that we can fill ourselves with gratitude and kindness for others that maybe you're feeling like I don't need a resolution. Maybe I'm continuing to work on myself throughout the year. So January is just another month to me, but maybe it can be something about how we can impact the world because we're certainly in a difficult time still going through COVID and people have felt so many different things over these last 21 months. So maybe it's also about reaching out and simply just being kind to others. My foundation as a clinician, and I think in my soul of being, is connection. And not just connection to others, but connection to self. So I love the idea of adding more things in, which might be simply sending a note. Don't forget about pencil and paper and the mail service. (laughs) I like the idea of our words can really make a difference. And I tell my kids that all the time, that what you say to somebody can really make a difference. And a New Year's resolution can simply be, I'm going to send those notes of gratitude or messages of gratitude out there to people who may otherwise not expect it. I will tell you, it brought me to tears, literally brought me to tears. I was having one of those days and somebody that I supervise, I'm getting tearful now, like it's happening right now as I even think about the moment, sent me this really lovely text about me as a supervisor and it was just really thought out and just really sweet. And at that moment, it really touched my heart. And again, I don't know that this is his New Year's resolution, but to be able to touch somebody's life in that way, in that moment, was so significant to me that I think, geez, what if we could reach out to people and do something like that? 
And what if we can extend that same kindness to ourselves? Mm -hmm. For sure, because we expect that others can receive that from us, but sometimes we forget to give it to ourselves. And there is something to say about taking the two minutes. You know, I've said this the entire time as we've talked through COVID and done community presentations or on our podcasts in the past few months about the two minutes that we might be able to give someone else. Even if we think they're having their very best life might be just the message that's needed to be able to lift that person's spirits or maybe what gives them the thought to pass that on to someone else. You know, I think about sort of the stone in the water and the ripples that it creates. Sometimes somebody might not need it as much as the person that they then connect with. And I gave a presentation at a conference last month and I encouraged everyone to reach out. And one of the gentlemen who was there from media came up to me afterwards and he said, I reached out to my friend from college. We haven't talked in a couple of months. He's having a really hard time and we're going to talk tonight. And I just want to say thank you for encouraging me to reach out. It didn't take anything more than a few seconds for that idea to be planted because sometimes it's about planting ideas versus having to be the person who has to do it all. Right. And if you're going to extend that gratitude or that reach to somebody else and you're doing that in a way that says, hey, I'm just thinking about you or, you know, I miss seeing you or whatever kind thing that you say to somebody to support them, I'm going to go back to how are you talking to yourself? Because we need to talk to ourselves as if we're talking to other people. What would I say to a friend in that moment is exactly what you want to be saying to yourself. So would you say to a friend who didn't reach a goal, something negative? Our hope would be, again, it's okay to set boundaries. We've talked about that in the podcast before, and we could do that in kind ways. What I'm really talking about is I believe that the majority of us would say something through compassion or through a compassionate lens Mm -hmm. to somebody else. And what we're inviting you to do, not always easy, I will say that, is to turn that around and that same lens of compassion and caring is what you give yourself. And sometimes that takes a lot of work and it takes, you know, one of the things that we know about the New Year's resolutions or when we're setting any sort of a new goal is that we have to give our time to think through the process and what it's going to look like. And so giving ourselves permission to not always get it right and to know that we may have to take one step forward and two steps back. And that's one of the things I think is so important about resolutions is building in the ability for us to restart. You know, we think so often about goals. They have to be on a path of, I'm going to set my goal to do this, but have we thought through the process and have we built in the safety net for ourselves to not do it perfectly, but be able to say, okay, I had a great week last week and I've been able to add this in, but I forgot the last three days. So instead of saying I blew it, maybe it's what you would say to someone else. You then say to yourself, you can start again Mm -hmm. and sort of pushing that restart button because I do think there's something really powerful about thinking about how you talk to someone else versus what you would say to yourself. And so maybe you're listening and thinking, oh yeah, I don't talk to myself very kindly. So maybe one of your goals is when you find yourself in that negative speak internally, pausing and saying, if Beth Ann or Lisa were the one who were sitting and they were sharing this story with me, what would I say to them? And then say it out loud to yourself. 
So shifting away from the end result and paying attention more to the process, Mm -hmm. huh? Absolutely, because part of it is planning. And so I don't know about all of you, but I certainly know that in my world, there seems to never be enough time to plan. And sometimes it is just moving from one thing to another to another. And the person who gets the least amount of planning is me Mm -hmm. in terms of my own self-care because I'm busy with work or kids or family or helping to take care of others. So being able to think through that process and not always get to the end result, but I always tell people, and Lisa hears this from me all the time, I'm a backwards planner, so I know what the goal is, but how do you get there? And sometimes that self-care and reminding ourselves that it is a journey, and that journey means the road might be windy, the road might be uphill and downhill, and sometimes the car might drift a little bit backwards, and then you have to push it forward. And that the journey is different for everybody. Again, for me, I am not necessarily about New Year's resolutions. I'm Mm -hmm. about how can I make this incremental change throughout my life? But sometimes people are like, this will help me get jump-started. And that's okay, (laughs) because the thing that's important is that we honor our differences and how we get to the end is not going to always look the same. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have permission, or maybe we need to give ourselves permission Mm -hmm. to get it wrong, to restart, to make it look different than my best friend or my mother or my whomever is out there. So that the permission to do it differently and have it look differently is really, really important. So it's there's permission to get it wrong, permission to do it differently than other people, permission to try something new. It could be permissions about any of those things. And all of the permissions that we can provide to ourselves might turn into those life changes that you're talking about. In listening to you say, I'm not necessarily a New Year's resolution kind of person, but more about making the changes over time. It reminds me that sometimes we don't even know the changes that we've made because we haven't been able to sit and say, wow, look at how different it looks now. So maybe your New Year's resolution is just to just simply look back. Maybe your New Year's resolution is to look forward, but our hope throughout today is that you've been able to really think about what does the new year bring for you? What are the things that need to be celebrated? Where are some areas that you say, I would love to be able to do it different and giving yourself that time and space to take care of you and to take care of those around you by making changes or adding things in that might give you your very best life. I want to encourage you, so this is an invitation, to whatever you decide to do, to do it in a mindful way. So sometimes we haphazardly, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, sometimes (laughs) I like haphazardly say, I think at one point I wanted to run a marathon. That goal has been on my list and now I've taken it off my list because that's not really important to me. There's other things that are more important to me. Mm -hmm. So why would I want to make this change in my life? And then the steps to get there. So I am going to invite you all to be mindful when you choose something and what's the why behind it and then the steps to get there. And one of the things I love about the steps to get there is the ability to think about who else needs to be on the journey. Ooh. 
you know, who are the people that I need to find success? And so maybe it's an accountability partner. Maybe you find yourself as someone who just simply needs to share it with someone and say, I'm really excited. I don't need you to hold me accountable, but I just want you to be a part of the journey. And thinking through not only the steps in the process, but who else can be there to give you your very best successful chance. Absolutely. And just in wrapping up, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to some ideas. And again, I hope that there's one little nugget that you can take out of what Bethann and I have Mm -hmm. talked about, whether it's doing something small, whether it's an accountability partner, whether it is saying something kind to yourself, whatever it is, please use this invitation to give yourself permission to do something different in this next year. And certainly we hope that in the midst of giving that permission, you're also giving yourself the space to try different things and to be able to start up and start back and figure out what works best for you. We hope that you have a really wonderful New Year's and we look forward to connecting you in 2022.